If you're not Caucasian, uh, then grope. Grope. This is the hustler at Rodner. Yeah, it's fucking me. No bread, no water, just meat. Get vaccinated. Yes, y'all, uh, that's right, Infidels. Friday declassified transmission. Ben Hameen YouTube, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. And as always, at home at channelattitude.com. Ready to tear down the rest of this week's headlines with the man from Baltimore. It's the Hacker Show here, Hameen Media Group. YOLO. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Here's that drum fill. Good stuff. Good stuff. What's well, good, guys? Uh, back in the studio with who you know. Be another uh, long day here at HMG in the missile silo as they tear down uh, in the afternoon, a little behind schedule. We're doing the Friday locker room and uh, at the request of Timmy B. So, uh, to go live and give it away, pal. Give it away. Give it away now. Uh, so can we kick it? You know we can. And I'll be back tonight on twitch.tv slash Hameen Media doing the SmackDown Live self-help group uh, <laughs> Hameen Karaoke uh, watch along with all the loyal Hameenians out there, man. So uh, hopefully you guys had a good week and you're wrapping it up here and uh, got through another one, man. Another one another one and uh yeah dude it was a huge week cannabis wise i even had to fave on uh, wrestling practice last night to go to a big meeting uh you know before dispensaries and every other thing that's going on with uh, cannabis cannabis legalization uh in new york state so always uh, learn something and making connections and getting ready to do the next level of big biz i think uh in my future so laying the groundwork for all that man but uh, that doesn't mean we don't got time to kick it with those who uh helped bring us this far and that's the hameen media oh man it was a good time on wednesday night and light the fuse yesterday with msg back and rbv back on the monday locker room man it was a big homecoming weekend here at hameen media group and we had a a lot of great discussions and breakdowns and creative talks so appreciate that appreciate big ray getting all the uploads done and I know I think uh, Jimmy T's filling in next week on the next level review for Big Ray and uh, the vet just holding it down. Everybody, uh, you know, just uh, putting in that work. And uh, if they have time to come back and do something creative, door is always open. So uh, good stuff all the way around uh, and plenty of free stuff too. Uh, Dr. Jeff Littman, uh, Garden of Doom show. I put up some stuff there on uh, the Hameen Media Group. Pod bean as well. So, you know, whatever you guys uh you need something to listen to, there's always something out there. We're trying to provide constant content. And big shout out to Kaz with all the awesome clips again this week. Everybody just doing big work. It was awesome to see doing all the way around. So um, but yeah, tonight we'll we'll watch along SmackDown. I'm already kind of worn out right now, to be honest with you. But hopefully, uh, same old pimp still walks with a limp. Uh, my man Timmy Baltimore joins us uh, here on commentary uh, to close out this week. You know, uh, I really haven't even gotten too hyped by the news. We're going into uh, last weekend at a uh, Mortal Championship Wrestling uh, 
I was definitely keeping my eye on everything that was going on. And I'm not to say, you know, I'm burnt out on it all, but we've seen this shit for the last two decades and know, uh, know how it's going to end regardless. So, uh, yeah, I just been trying to focus on business and keep that, uh, mindset of focus on what's most important. You know, I'm not to say that's not important. It's crazy. Uh, what we do to each other so i'm glad we can escape with a little phony wrestling but a big uh weekend wrestling news and a lot of owners with big announcements or you know upper level management people so i'll be pretty good to talk those headlines today uh what else is going on man uh <laughs> uh the bills last night doing their thing i guess uh, that was uh, interesting to watch. So I'm not sure we placed your NFL bets or what you got going down this weekend, you guys, but, uh, do it responsibly. Don't get in over your head. You know, that's always, uh, easy to do once the NFL football season keeps rolling on. And we got a lot of MMA fans as well. And, uh, what do we have? Do we have a Saudi show this weekend? I'm not sure. I probably won't watch that, but highlights, cause I'm going to be working on our new dispensary spot. So, uh, plenty and plenty to do you guys. And, uh, it's, you know, before it gets crappy, hopefully you got a couple fall adventures lined up doing what you want to do with your friends and family, because, uh, it won't be long and those cold gray days will be rolling in hunting seasons open. I just don't know, uh, hmm, when I'm going to have time to really get out to the woods. And I, I'm in such a bubble of my own creation right now. If I was to go out there, I'd just be thinking about constantly the things that I, I need to do, you know, so y'all uh um looks like there was some uh a loss in the chat here our man revamp wrestling 2k i'm not sure man i wasn't really paying attention but they're sending condolences and if uh you've lost somebody close man our deepest sympathies uh to you bro and uh and uh, a lot of people going out there it happens every day part of uh life is uh the loss you know and um moving on to that next uh part of cosmic energy or whatever it is you in yours believe in man uh you know it's always uh it's rough and today's uh kind of a not kind of it's a good day around here at hmg uh, obazo been chomping actually that i got his birthday wrong before today is his actual 15th birthday so to think back of 15 years with man my uh my right hand dude and you know all the way back to louisville and ovw and meeting wife number one and you know, even living together and, and having him and from an eight week old puppy to a 15 year old dog is crazy, dude, how fast time flies and, you know, everything we've experienced in that time, hopefully we don't take it for granted. So any milestones like that, or anytime, even when we lose someone, it's a good time to reflect and look back at like, wow, I got to live these moments with this person or in, you know, with this case, a uh, lifetime with, with this animal, uh, you know, and, uh, be thankful for that. It's uh, easy to get caught up in the loss part of it, but uh, there's a joy in looking back at the moment. So, um, oh, your grandmother passed, man. Well, uh, definitely uh, condolences to your whole squad out there, dude. <clears throat> but like I said, dude, to, to everybody, yeah, anybody going through it out there, I know everybody's got uh, something getting heaped on their plate every day, man. And that's what's a great thing about HMG and Russo brand. Just uh, get away and talk some uh, goofy-ass wrestling, you know what I mean, or, or the rumor mill or, or whatever it is, I guess, escapism at its finest. So uh, 18 strong here live as I was trying to 
make it through the openings here, man, and uh, catch you guys up today with what I got going on. But I really just been in the studio with who you know going crazy uh, on on cannabis. So uh, appreciate uh, all the uh, support uh, from my team and to uh, to keep things going. So uh y'all uh, we'll see if timmy uh, runs in or not i know he had physical therapy and then he was gonna hook up so we'll see uh but cm punk uh kick off the headlines for us you might have heard of him guys uh he asked if he'll be a somebody asked if he'll be appearing at the 2023 survivor series premium live event uh at uh, 670 the score in chicago uh cm punk was asked that he says, uh, they're asking if I'm going to be there. I think it's sold out. I think tickets are hard to get. Wink, wink. Um, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but I'm just sitting at home enjoying this beautiful Chicago weather. I have an injury in the family. My dog, Larry, blew his dog ACL out. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm literally just spending time with him. Shout out Larry, man. Uh, he blew out his ACL. Poor poor dude he says i know that sounds crazy but he is my son and i take care of him and treat him as such hey i can relate to that man me and obazo been chomping um everything has uh kind of stopped unfortunately i'm fortunate to take time off from everything i've canceled things i have coming up uh traveling's hard it's tough to leave him with my wife uh april if there are two of us uh taking care of him it's a lot easier yeah i'm with that program right now uh, with the wives out on the road, uh, one second, uh, green lighting, um, cells, you know, they, uh, I sent them out there to give the cues and, uh, I'm here with the dogs of war when you got to feed, uh, and, and, you know, take them out and do perimeter checks with 300 dogs. It's a lot. And, uh, I totally get it that when you split it with the wives, uh, it makes it a lot easier to, to take care of them to, Oh, you do it. But uh, when it's just you and you got to feed them and clean up with them and all that kind of shit, man, it's, <laughs> it's a workload. So, but, uh, Hey, on behalf of all the dogs award, Larry, the dog who's been in some back, back, uh, stage locker room fights of his own, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you get well, bud. uh, no doubt about that, man. And all the dog lovers out there. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all, oh, man. Oh, I'm feeling it today, and I was wondering what this headline was going to be. Um, but uh, Rob Van Dam responds to criticism of AEW featuring wrestlers over the age of 50, as seen during the October 25th uh, edition of Dynamite. RVD teamed up with Hook and defeated the Dark Order. And one uh, wrote to Rob Van Dam, he says, I see Dave Meltzer criticizing, uh, Dave Meltzer is criticizing AEW for relying on wrestlers over 50. Here's RVD's response. He says, I believe it's uh, a homoerotic thing where certain men, maybe Dave, prefer to look at young undressed men after a certain age. They're not into it as much. Gotta be, right? What else could it accept uh, a personal visual pleasure? Anyone know? All I know is 52-year-old RVD would beat the shit out of 25-year-old RVD, but there's a weird desire to see younger men close to high school, I guess, for some fans to satisfy their flesh-peddling visual status. No joke. Wow. Wasn't expecting the Carney's Queers and Addicts uh, shot from RVD, but uh, he's definitely not wrong. It definitely is some fetishized um young boy twink fantasies like even when omega came out with this shirt off to confront mjf in october in philly i'm like dude it's not like it's july and you're sweating to death like 
hold on, I got to go out there, but let me take my shirt off first. <laughs> like it, it, there's always going to be an underlying homoerotic uh, undertone to wrestling, no matter what, because it started with the Greeks and you've all seen the statues of naked men rolling around on each other for, you know, Oh, the, the sport of it all. Yeah. Nothing was going on there. Right. So there's this, this has been in, in uh, the foundation of wrestling for a long time, but usually RVD isn't the one to be putting over the, that angle of it. <clears throat> I thought what he was going to go is, Hey, I can go with anybody. I'm 50 years old and I'll, I'll gladly go for your world title next week and put on a, a five-star match with a five-star frog splash. That's what I th thought he was going. Not like you're an old weird dude who likes to watch young oiled up boys and you get some derived pleasure out of it so but this is one of many stories this week of uh people taking shots at Meltzer man so very interesting right now but uh, if you had him on your bingo card take a shot now because uh Timmy Baltimore is in the house how's it going pal good to see you man hey man it's so different in here from the Monday locker room <laughs> it looks a lot like this completely different vibe and setting yeah. so yeah. uh thanks for having me man it's all good man it's uh those cold gray days uh no doubt about it here in the missile silo with the wives on the road green lighting terror cells so good good stuff man uh but uh i just been non-stop cannabis all week man so just trying to <laughs> push through energy wise i probably should have drank the, the uh red bull i have in the refrigerator but uh uh frank fickle barrel asks i was going to take the daughter to a visit in syracuse but i appreciate that i don't know how much visiting time i got bro i'm just non-stop balls in the wall work hopefully you guys want to come to the show on the 18th of november in westmoreland i'll be there um, too good for pro wrestling. I appreciate that. I don't know, man. Once you're in the mafia, uh, you're just in. And it says, uh, the awesome. It's great to see Timmy Baltimore back in the house. It's a big homecoming week. We had MSG, uh, Rick Vickery on the Monday locker room, man. And now here you are, Timmy, hanging with us, dude. So I appreciate that. That's uh, I, I saw that RBV was yeah. back in the house, the stutter and mm -hmm. prick. And, mm -hmm. um, MSG yesterday, so uh, yeah, it's a it's a virtual murderer's row, <laughs> or as we say yes. in Baltimore, a murderer's row. <laughs> uh, I was just about to go in on you know, not people like ask me about Melser. I don't listen to any of these guys, like, and I saw Russo cut a promo on him yesterday. And Corgan cut some promo on him on Angles podcast. I haven't got to listen to yet, but I heard William it was William Patrick Corgan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that guy. Uh, and then RVD here with a strange response of the criticism of AEW using guys over fifty, and throws Dave under the bus for wanting to see young oiled up men. Mm. roll around with each other which i just thought rvd was gonna be like hey i feel like i'm in great shape and i can go with anybody and give you a five-star match but like instead he calls him a, a queer without saying it and then says he likes likes watching young boys roll around with each other so very interesting a uh, week for Meltzer taking heat from all different angles you know what uh goes around comes around i guess and uh I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, <laughs> like that. It's so off my radar that, like, when fans tag me on stuff, I'm like, 
what do you expect, man? This, this is who this business draws these type of people, like, uh, almost, uh, you know, Asperger's level or like genius level when it comes to metrics, but very limited on social skills. And it's like, you know, like there's a, there's a whole weird, uh, subculture of nerd that's specific unto itself with wrestling. It is, uh, indeed that is factual and you know i I, look you can't it's like this guy is a necessary evil uh, dave Meltzer, in a lot of ways because of his existence we have some some records and details that we may not necessarily have had otherwise because nobody else wrestling nobody else was dumb enough or cared enough to to follow wrestling like that. Uh, That being said, um, look, man, like you're going to catch some, you're going to catch some, some strays. You're going to catch some headshots. If you're a critic like that, Uh, it's just the way it goes. My most, the most disturbing thing to me about Dave Meltzer is not that his office is so, messy and almost hoarders like yeah well that that goes to show there's some dysfunction there right like something's right and he does but he doesn't even clean it when uh the uh what do they call beyond the mat guys the dark side of the ring guys come to to film him yeah pick up pick up your office bro comb your hair man you're going yeah yeah dude it's definitely hoarders level it's definitely hoarders uh frank wants to know timmy what's the best position for screwing with a crutch in one hand screwing with a crutch in one hand the best position uh okay so like standard bed uh up you know to about what right below the the hips um Mm -hmm. and her or him your your pleasure uh on her back or you know yeah, tits down, and, ass yeah, up. That's yeah. the way we like to fuck. And you do all the right. <laughs> and you do all the, you know, you say, well, then I got to do all the work. But yeah, but then you control the pacing, brother. You, yeah. You know. Yeah. You can so, do all, you can do all your gymnastics with the crutch stuff. You can do a little soft shoe routine with the crutch after if you need to. In case I got up, you, you know, dance break. Yeah. Yeah. Something to stretch the time. <laughs> in, case, in case I'm almost going up way too quick. And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and yeah. Uh, tap dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, when it comes to like putting anything on it, I always looked at them like this, uh, uh, Cisco and Ebert, two thumbs up you know, one thumb, one thumb down in some movies they get wrong. Right. And, and then you look at him and go, well, what movie did Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert ever make? <laughs> no, no movies, but they had all this stroke as a critic, right. Uh, and became iconic. And I feel like it's a bastardized version of that. The star system of just thumbs up or thumbs down and somebody who watches with a critical eye or what they do, but they're also inside the bubble. And when they become a tastemaker, they become their own little celebrity inside their own mind and and own bubble and become part of pop culture. And that's what's happened here. So it's like, mm, how do you really even cut them down? Just because it's like, it's not even uh, (laughs) like worth spending my time on. But this week seems like everybody's been getting their shit in on them, bro. Yeah. I I feel like once they smell blood with a guy like that, people are going to 
they're going for it. They're piling on. And because he doesn't know either to like get small and shut up or yeah. not sell it or doesn't care, you know, whatever the case may be, or he's maybe he doesn't interpret these things as such. Um, you know, I don't want to speculate, but you know, no. so, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in the sense that this guy has, I mean, there's, there, he said things about, uh, about, you know, second generation wrestlers, dads, that second generation wrestlers never forget. And, yeah, yeah. and it's just, it, it man, again, those, those who can't, uh, not don't go <laughs> the critique, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Armchair quarterback. It, it um, sticks. But, but speaking of uh, wrestlers over 50 on AEW, news regarding the plans for Ric Flair on AEW with the company. Uh, after making his debut as a surprise gift to Sting from AEW president Tony Khan, there were talks of Flair debuting back in 2021 after Dark Side of the Ring aired. They uh, canned that. Um, but Meltzer says it's seemingly not a one-off. Khan wanted him to be a part of the Sting retirement storyline. He's supposed to be on the show as part of uh, this through March. I believe uh, part of this is also that AEW will promote his Woo Energy drink, or at least that's what's being talked about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, he said he's going to be hanging around. I mean, what capacity are you going to use him in? And, like, why have Sting's back if he's just building this last match? Like, I would use Sting like how they use Cena, where he's a GM, he's a ref, he's this, he's that. And now with Flair there, like in his corner, you almost got to have him wrestle or else it's just good old boys hanging out, running the locker room. You could have that, like telling stories and bullshitting, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you wanted to. And every show's a party on its way out with Flair running it. If you wanted to be kind of old, sad and tragic that way, but <laughs> we, it definitely could happen. So um, you know, and I'm sure he wants or needs the payday as well. But even during that segment, kind of stammering, not on point. And here's my bigger gripe. I get it. They want to do a surprise. You're in Philly. You want to do the, you know, ECW, holy shit stuff. But <laughs> I said the same thing about the rock when WWE didn't promote him and they came in at a regular number and then they're like, but on YouTube it killed. Okay, whatever. That doesn't, that's not what you are on TV for. You're on for that commercial uh, money and the marketing and the big moments. And now they did the same thing on AEW and they didn't break 800,000 uh, when Flair was on. I think it was under 800,000 because nobody knew he was coming because they kept it a secret. And <laughs> you could have been over a million just by going a legend will be on the show tonight. Da, 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 da. It's like, even if you did the silhouette thing to tease who it might be, or even half leak it the, in the afternoons, we were like, Flair's going to be on AEW. You might've been over a million. Now you got bad PR because you did 800,000 keeping them a secret and it's Ric Flair and he couldn't draw a million because we didn't promote it. And then WWE, I heard is trying to dig on that, but they did the same thing less than four weeks ago with the rock. So 
it's and I made the same mistake. I've told this story at OVW, doing it with that, doing the same trick using Al Snow when was I that had the, the present where Totally Awesome had the present, the box. Yeah, and the, had, that, that was a great the, show. Was it was, but we had Damian Sandow on there as the big draw, and then Al was going to be there was uh, his large packages arrived, uh, you know, and he opens it up and head is there, and they pop big. But Danny chewed our ass out because we we didn't sell out the arena because we didn't announce Al was there. So even on the scale, the the mistake is the same. And then I watched WWE and AEW do the same thing and suffer the same consequences numbers wise. But did they have do they have a Danny Davis chewing their ass out like me and Power and Beast got chewed out for making the mistake? They're just patting themselves on the back for a surprise until the number comes in and then they're like, Oh shit, maybe we should have, or maybe they're that far in the bubble and they're not even saying that to themselves. God bless Danny Davis for teaching you that lesson too, because yeah. I'm sure he saw the format, you know, and I'm yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Let you know, us, let us die. Yep. Let you let you, you know what I mean? Cause it don't, it doesn't mean anything until you actually go through it. Right. And um, that's awesome, man. Like that makes, that makes me smile. Uh <laughs> 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 the thought of you guys being pulled back into that uh that back office and being oh dude because we thought we were over back. shit because the show was dope and there, there was a decent house there but there is another 80 seats that could have been sold <laughs> i remember after that match i was like i was hitting those guys and i was like i can't hit them as hard as i hit other people <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know he was he wasn't uh I don't know how long. Yeah, I, I don't think he was, you know, he was used to beating up on Billy Guns of the world and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. I don't, um, you know, with with that man, like, it is. So it's a double edged sword, right? Because what if you advertise Ric Flair, and it still doesn't pop a million, or it still doesn't move the needle? That's even worse. At least you kind of have an out now. And, you know, I, I mean, I, does anybody want to see Rick wrestle? Does anyone like besides Rick flair, like, does anybody yeah. want to see that? You know, he's thinking, Oh, I could have one more match. and It'll be with sting. Cause he got 300 grand off the last one he did, but he passed out twice during the match, bro. Dude. And it, 23 years ago, he worked sting in the final match in his t-shirt. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just, it's over. Like it's over. It's, it's, you, you did <laughs> career wise. You did, you did great. Call yeah. it, man. Like we don't can't stop, bro. It can't stop. And it's, and it's, and it's going to, it's going to end tragically if it's not stopped. Um, I am looking forward, however, to Ric Flair being the first person to say Vince McMahon on AEW television. Cause he's not going to be able to resist this guy cannot oh, yeah. resist thanking the WWE and Vince McMahon. And he and I could see like those I don't know, man, because you know he um he, that's where he wants to be, and he's always gonna want yeah. that. Well, now there's gonna be now there's gonna be heat on Charlotte because of it. you can say no, there isn't, but the fact that he's on there, they're gonna play the counter to then maybe get him to jump at the worst time, or yeah. right when they want him to do something he jumps back and burns them like he i don't think he, he i think aew you remember how he burned ring of honor back in the day mm-hmm. um 
AEW would be the one to get burned in it. You could kind of see he didn't want to be there. Uh, and maybe that's the, he was looking out into the house. Uh, and again, it's a recession, but. He, um, he tweeted, well, he tweeted Russo yesterday about the one thing they agree on is that he would want to, he would like, Russo was like, bro, he would die in the ring if he could. And like, you know, that's an extreme statement. And then Russo, and, and he says yes to, he goes, if there's one thing we agree on, he says, I would. I'm thinking to myself, dude, you want to die in the ring? Is that what you really want to leave for? Could you imagine that? I can because he's old enough. And he, yeah, and like that's what you want to leave your fans with uh, off your career so you can catch your last addiction buzz in the ring and die at the ultimate high of your, like, I can't stop doing this. You know what I mean? When I say carnies, queers, and addicts, the addiction buzz is massive. And then when you're not in the ring and getting that hit, of that uh, adrenaline uh, of that dopamine that your body's producing being in control and you can't face real life. Then you turn to the bottle pills, smiz, whatever it is. And that's the other story of his life. Like it's constantly in the bar doing shit or fucking you're, you want, you can't get away from the ring by any means. Did you see that kill Tony? Yeah. And when it's not that it's that right. It's a very like, bipolar lamenting like uh i'm trying to be peace for all the things i did in the past that where i wasn't that when i was swinging my dick around at fucking stewardesses and shit twisted like a helicopter um yeah, yeah it, 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 that's the thing what what evidence has aw shown that they wouldn't put him in the ring what evidence have they shown that they save talent from themselves none None. And mm. this is this is a this is a talent that needs to be saved from himself. Yeah. There's what is the what is the upside? Is that how are you in your right just, mind saying I want to die in the, the ring in front of my fans, dude? Like you think that's that, the legacy you want to live? Yeah, dude, can you, if you said that, they never put you in another ring. Yeah, yeah. right. Like you can't. It's just I, you know. I get it. If it's maybe he's he's being grandiose and uh, maybe he's just you know he's being Ric Flair. Does but, it seem like that to you from what you've no. seen uh, from Kill Tony and then this week on TV? No, me no, neither. It does not at all. I I think uh, obscurity is a fate worse than death for Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. The addiction and, of fame is the strongest addiction. Yeah, and there's no there's nothing for it. There's nothing for it. Like at some point, this is a guy who you'd think would want to like get acquainted with himself and just, but no, it's just, and, and they're going to throw him in the ring. I have no doubt he is going to be tagging really? Sting or working well, Sting. And, yeah, and we'll watch it close out the pay per view. I'll be looking forward to that. Rough. I wonder what the repercussions on Charlotte would be because they're going to do it. And then Charlotte, when things aren't her way, lately in the last couple of years you can see kind of a mailed in effort in some of those things where you know who's going over ahead of time so yeah you know. this is true um, um another uh big super sticker from frank said ben did you leave ovw because you got hollywood Haley j's mom pregnant 24 years ago um no i was uh at ovw 06 to 09 so she uh, she would have been about four years old five years old uh at that time probably right uh maybe yeah Bro, I love I love Hollywood. I'm a Hollywood Haley J guy. Uh she's um 
Well, she was just on AEW as well. She had a collision match, man. So she did did really well, man. She, uh, she, it it was all, she was, she's able to get over without going over. She, she understands, um, the, the character because it is her. It's real. That is her. And I like, um, yeah, if she was my daughter, uh, she'd have uh, she'd she'd probably be close to five eleven and have a bigger rack. So, I, mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just think like you know, I I know like there's there's always there's been what was the controversy uh, about her being uh, appropriating black culture and things like that, and I say. Like, come on, man! It's twenty twenty three. If you have, I say, I say, go go live over by uh, the the racetrack in Louisville uh, for your teen years, and then and then see see how appropriate of hood culture you are, bro. Exactly. Go live in East Louisville. Yeah. Go. You know what I mean? There's so many. uh, I grew up around girls like that, so it it rings very true for me. I don't. That's not a stretch for me. Um, I just. I um I think the world of her. I think she's real, dude. And she's like, um, she's 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 a solid person, and she's she's really, really. If there's she anything, she if there's a, that's more real. Her uh, from growing up in <laughs> in the points over there by the river, you know, and what the culture she needs to appropriate is the maker's mark whiskey trail, you know, snobs that if she wants to get over because she can't rely on her quick street wise ways in wrestling of reacting to something when you get tested, because otherwise that shit will eat you up. You have to be cutthroat above the rest and kayfabe in most of the time, how you really feel. Right. So, right. Um, well, the yeah, man. that make her valuable are the same things that are going to, possibly hold her back yeah right so you if you're that real with it then you don't really know how to dial it back a little bit you know what i mean when you need to so i think we'll if there see. was still it an ecw around oh, sorry yeah, i was just saying if there, if there was still an ecw around i think a girl like that would be would be there i think that's oh yeah sure in a minute. and then wcw and wwf i often th- when i was watching that i often thought of this uh chastity you remember chastity who was with yeah. raven right yeah, like yeah. uh and she reminded me a little bit of hollywood even though she was kind of more of a valet and the first man-on-woman violence i ever saw in the ring was holiday hell tour 1997 and fucking uh al snow Gave Chassie a snowplow, bro. He fucking drilled her. If he was, he didn't want to hit. Totally awesome. He sure didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he, he bumped the shit out of Chassie that night. And and uh, I told him that when I got to OVW, like I, I go, dude, eight years ago, I saw you. I go, you you gave Chassie a hell of a snowplow. He goes, oh, she was one of my favorite people to bump for sure. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I wonder if uh, Holly Hood will end up taking the snowplow before it's all said and done. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they got a good uh, there's another one, a girl named Tiffany Nieves down there who's just two mm-hmm. years in and she's fantastic. So, excellent, excellent. Well, I mean, I'm glad, and uh, I gotta say, hey, shout out Cornbread, who's been there for two decades. Uh, he's actually uh, got in contact with some of my students who had reached out who are thinking about going down there. I'm not sure what their plans are yet for their future training, but that i guess the next training class because of this netflix show is almost so full it was like hey there's only a couple spots left here like 
we just wanted to see what, what your interest was. So, um, a lot more people coming back to OVW probably from around the world. Like when we were there, the Welsh warrior would show up or twink from BBC, you know, like, uh, like it doesn't matter all over the world. People were coming from uh, Canada and Toronto. So I'm really hoping that more international and, and people from all over the world or in, in the States go there to sharpen their swords. It'll be pretty interesting to see the next year and their progress with, training with Danny Basham and power and, uh, cash flow and, and all those guys, man. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, especially in our time, it was, you wanted to get the WWE or, yeah. you know, that's where the, that's where the noise was. That's where you mm. wanted to go. And, and I'm, I'm really glad that it's having a resurgence. Cause yeah, me too. Um, big, uh, news this week and a resurgence of a brand, uh, Timmy, great segue. Uh, Scott, the makes the announcement that, impact wrestling is no more and that tna rises like a phoenix from the ashes uh that we're going back not going back to the six-sided ring going to keep the four-sided ring um uh, new title belts uh, all that kind of stuff uh russo with a couple shoot texts i don't know if his feelings are hurt or not he says he doesn't care but you know that they're going to relaunch and nobody's reached out to him it seems like a definite uh, mind I'd want in, you know, like, here's a couple of things that I would do, you know, uh, that way we'll see if he is, or maybe he's kayfabe to everybody <laughs> and they have been reaching out and he's just working everybody. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the impact brand on Anthem going away and now TNA under Anthem, um, <laughs> it's going to take quite a relaunch and a different, maybe business model. I just don't think, going back to some nostalgia graphics is going to be the solution, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, look, impact has <clears throat> sort of served as a, as a bit of a wrestling purgatory and the sense that whether you're, if you're going up or heading down, that may be a stop. And, um, there, <clears throat> You'll we're get, like 60 to 70,000 viewers in that purgatory. And at one time TNA drew 2 million. That's, right. that's, you know, that's such yeah. a small percentage, you know, I hear it's great. I can't watch it. Like, I don't know where to, how to do this. So that's a big problem. Right. Uh, now the other thing is, do I think changing rebranding is going to do anything? No, because nobody knows about impact right now. So what is, um, and when I say nobody, I mean, wh whatever that number is. If, you, if they but, brought back cross colors right now, would you wear cross colors gear? No, I would not wear. No? I wouldn't wear cross colors. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, if they brought it back, I wouldn't. Because, <laughs> because I'm not the same person. And, uh, oh, you're not? You're not? You're not? The question on the table is Gen X that has come of age they want what we had 95 to nine to 2005 and now we have the money to spend it i see it in these some of these old school skateboarder over 50 groups that i i, I get plagued with and join and these guys are buying the skate decks from 1986 that are reissued to 1993 from lance mountain tony hawk like all these original companies h street and shit that that are back bucky lasik just to be wall hangers 
So, or some of them are crazy enough to be out there skating, ready to bust their ass at 50 years old. And I, I'm saying to myself, is this what you do to bring back those who love the X division, those who love, uh, you know, get out there uh, in, in the, the cell or whatever the fucking thing they were, they had lethal lockdown. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, the, the fact that it's going to be a, a marketing relaunch what you need i mean is dixie carter come back do you have the model of your own homegrown talent mixed in with xwwe legends that come in like how when they had hogan angle nash booker t but they also had aj styles kazarian you know all those dudes jay lethal so because what they got going right now like you said is kind of on the way up on the way down it's not the same model that was what made TNA get 2 million at one time. And I definitely bring back uh velvet sky. Cause she looks just as hot as she ever did. <laughs> she got hotter. She got older. I know she got hotter, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just don't, I don't, I mean, I look, I, of course I hope it does, but the same amount of, I, I really don't think the people that lapsed, when it changed and, and became impact moved on because of a name change. And I don't think that's, what's going to bring them back. I, I just think that's, I just don't think that's, that's realistic to think that you know I, I get, I get Sorry. doing that to, to, to kind of give it a shot in the arm, but like, but what else? And even if you get some, a big name, like there's that uh, punk or whatever, I'm, we may talk about it, but like, even if you get somebody like, is that, is that enough? No. Here's why, man. The the marketplace is completely saturated. Yeah, it is. Flooded. You you can't you, you ring it out. You and now can't. you're gonna get NWA on CW. I, no, I don't. I can't. I'm not. I'm doing. I'm not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just it, it's it's so it's it's too much. When 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 res, it's too much wrestling. You can, you can't possibly keep up with all of it. You can't. We can't. The the fans can't. It's too no. much. And so, is there room for another um, company? Even if they're going, even if they're leaning back, which is funny because when I did all in, they were like, "Do not call uh, TNA, TNA. Call it Impact." Goddamn it! And I was like, "Okay, yeah. Jesus Christ." Um. So, is there? No, I, I AEW has swallowed up those smart marks. They got them. They got them, and we know that's what AEW has done. One thing it is it has revealed a number of how many of these smart mark people that are going to that Ring of Honor, how many of them there are in the country or whatever around the world, whatever watching the thing. It's just under a million, right? It's like nine hundred thousand, give or take. Yeah, that's that's they, they that's what Impact and TNA, um, that's what they depended on that audience, and if there are TNA, uh. uh if AEW is already oversaturated, I don't know if there's much room left on the plate for TNA beyond what it already is. Yeah, but if you were at two million at one point is your high point in the last twenty years, and you've sold three times since then to Dixie, to Billy, and then to Anthem, and now you're at seventy thousand, that means you're at three point five percent of what you were drawing at your peak. You've lost ninety six point five percent of your audience. Holy shit. 
Um, so, so what else is there to do except take a shot? You know what I mean? It's just how much investment and what's the name you're going to get. And if you can get punk at 20,000, uh, an appearance for six appearances, right. Guaranteed. That might be enough to, to start and throw shit in motion, get Russo on there. Here come the smart marks to see what's what. And if we can go from 70,000 to 300,000, that's a hell of a fucking, you know, find any company that, that can do that, do 400% from where you were in a six month time. That's great growth on the, on the way back to it. So, cause then if you do that, can you get half a million? Right. And you might as well go for it if you get that. But right. the, the fact of the matter is um, I, I don't see them making a lot of creative changes. It's not a big outfit. Uh, I, I think I, they have a chance to grab a micro demographic we talked about too, because they just signed Sonny Kiss. And if they have Giselle Shaw and they want right. to do this thing that I talked about with Kiss Me Kayla, like th- there's an opportunity there to tap into the rainbow flag community and maybe pull 50,000 just loyalist supporters as well, dude. Uh, again, I, you know, it's, I think, I think the market's saturated and I think. That rest, that type of wrestling fans plate is full. And I just I, I saw it and you know, we have I don't know, not there. according to RVD about Dave Meltzer. That's all he wants to see is <laughs> so, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see this <clears throat> making waves beyond a PR shot in the arm, just yeah. being honest. Yeah, well, I see uh, Charles the Hammer Evans, our good brother from OVW as well, uh, lighting it up, uh, getting ready for 420 on uh, uh, the Friday end of the week, man, and uh, some some others rolling up some of that good horseshoe genetics uh, cannabis-ish uh, out there, you guys. Uh, it was a big week for me with that, uh, working on a whole two-page magazine spread uh, full color for uh, the new nutrient line and the seeds and the lab testing stuff, so had that stacked on the plate, but like I say, it's all creative work. So I'm, I'm always thankful to have it. Are you so, guys just doing flour? Uh, but it or looks, doing everything? Uh, no, well, no. we don't have flour. Like that's uh it's a seed company. Uh, seed, that's right. and, yeah. Yeah. So there's no THC or CBD and cannabis seeds uh, until, uh. You ger- until you germinate them. So they're the same as bird seed. Okay. That's why you can have them, you know? Um, and then we have nine products in our nutrient line. So, then a lot of graphic design that way is uh, almost all colors of the rainbow really itself. If you're talking about uh, the flag gimmick, one second. Oops. Yeah. I, um, Oh my goodness. Look at that. So plenty, wow. <laughs> plenty of uh, design going on, man. Extra work, uh, available. Some products I gotta get the rest available on Amazon, but, uh, top shelf nutrients and seeds at horseshoegenetics.com. I like that I leaned into my computer like I'm. Fucking <laughs> Whoa, I don't know why I'm all crazy right now. It's hot in there, man. What are you in a sauna? There we go. I wish. Yeah. Oh, my back needs it. Holy shit, I'm feeling it today. Mm. Don't you start with me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, let's see here. Dana White on Vince McMahon. Yeah, he tried to fuck me so many times for no reason whatsoever. Oh, actually, that's Dana's voice. So he tried to fuck me so many times for no reason whatsoever. Uh, 
my history with Vince isn't a good one. He tried to fuck me so many times for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, that's in the past. Now that Vince and I are allies, no one's a better partner than Vince. Ooh. It goes to show that when you oppose him or he thinks you're opposing him, the guy comes after you blindly. Once you're aligned, Vince is an incredible partner. Uh, Triple H and Steph have always been great to work with. I've always had great, great relationship with them always, even when we weren't aligned back in the day. But the most amazing story is the relationship with Vince McMahon. Wow, what a bromance we have brewing here with Dana White uh, and Vincent Kennedy. Um, I don't know. It's all... To me, that's all lip service after Ari uh, has kind of tried to marginalize him uh, in the last weeks because of possible SEC violations or whatever the Fed case is coming down on him or, you know, that they don't want him involved with creative anymore. Um, and then here's Dana with this trying to save face and put him over. To me, this feels like an upper management work, right? Like <laughs> he got asked something and they're trying to, keep let's keep vince in a safe space say nice things about him because we don't want him it's easier you don't want to poke the bear inside the in our office you know what i mean so i don't know man uh interesting shit here and why what what did vince do to fuck uh dana white for no reason just to fuck with him so okay so probably brock i'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I think that for the first time he probably has spent some time with vince mcmahon and let, for for whatever your feelings are on Vincent Kennedy McMahon, he's the greatest promoter of the twentieth uh, or, or the twenty first into into the twenty first century, right? Yeah, like sure. P.T. Barnum, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, Don King, P.T. Barnum, right? Dana White, pretty much, right? Like that's right. that's where you're at. And who's had the most longevity? Who's is is responsible for a whole May, Mayweather's up there too now, yeah. So uh I think when you get in a room with that guy and you're of cut from the same cloth and you see he 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 doesn't treat you anymore like a, a rival, but pulls back the curtain a bit, there's probably a lot of uh uh attraction to how this guy handles himself. Um, as far as like fucking with Dana White, I'd heard a story Dana White told that Vince and everybody went like when wrestlers or anybody like Vince McMahon or somebody would ask for UFC tickets, he'd hook them up and give them real nice seats or box seats or whatever. But Vince, when Dana White came to a WWE show, he put him way up in the nosebleeds in the back as like a rib, oh. <laughs> which is which is wonderful, right? Right. I I, <laughs> I, uh, I think. It, he went from enemy to to really seeing how brilliant of a businessman this guy can be. Um, I it, it struck me differently. It struck me as 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 true. Now I don't know either. You know, so who's to say? But right. I I really it kind of struck me as maybe he was expecting one thing or had a preconceived notion, and here comes this um, this tiger shark of a businessman that doesn't sleep uh just carnivore just eats literal and figuratively and yeah. um is 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 just sharp as can be so i i think that and ruthless probably because those guys love it it's who gets more who has the most you win so 
<clears throat> when you when you have that mindset, ruthlessness and 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 things like See, that. See to me when I when I saw Ari and Vince next to each other, and Ari's like, "Well, this guy, he's ready to get in the ring." Oh, not me! I'm all done, pal. But I will tell you what's coming next. And I'd be like, just the cock and bull. To like, I totally understand what you're saying. I just don't see a scenario where Dana and Vince are in a business discussing every day. That's why I think this is like a this watch out for this guy he's the man glad he's glad he's on my team like that's what it feels like to me you know what i mean and they're doing that just to placate him that's equally as terrible yeah so i uh <laughs> i have no desire to be a part of either of those conversations so um I'm glad here's one here's one for you equally as terrible uh i don't want to say that i'm just she's no <laughs> man fuck it it's your show nice. Uh, Chris Van Vliet, uh, CJ Lana Perry uh, discuss uh, commented on her AEW character and how it's different from what she was doing in WWE. She says, talk fast. Uh, it's a different character for sure. I would like to look at it as a different character. So it's a different television show. And also just with everything, you're not going to compare a CW Riverdale show to Grey's Anatomy Shonda Rhimes show on ABC. What the fuck kind of analogy what? is that? These different networks have a different fan base for a reason. One might have more relationship stuff. One might be more procedural. So that's how it is. I think wrestling is too. Uh, AEW is a much more match-driven company while WWE is entertainment-driven. Both of them, I believe, shouldn't be all storytelling-driven because of human beings. We all connect with stories. If it, if it matters, if it's WWE wrestling, TikTok, sitting by the fire, country music, whatever. So I think that's important. But if WWE wants the relationships and fluff and the entertainment, AEW is match-driven. But we still need stories, and I believe that's what my strength is, storytelling and really thinking about all those small things and connecting with people. Well, it ain't matches, homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she's out with Chris Van Vliet, so I think she wants to sound, you know, as pro as possible. What? But her money is in the tits and ass and being fucking the wife from Rocky Four and and that, and we got away from it. And then, you know, it was more important when you're supposed to be a heel to be doing TikTok and Instagram dances backstage and exposing the people you have heat with. Then you go through a table for nine weeks as a rib, you know, and you don't get that. And then you get married off to Bobby Lashley who wipes blackface on your face during the fucking wedding shit but it's all about telling stories and connection don't you know <laughs> last week the story was that she wants to be the best manager as big a name in managing as paul Heyman ever was it's it's these types of statements that show me how absolutely clueless and why would you even say this type of stuff to open yourself up for criticism of that you don't know Paul Heyman's a great manager and respected on the level he was because he ran ECW, a pirate company that shook the foundation. So does that mean Lana is ready to put up all of her own money to open up an independent to go against WWE in the Northeast like 2CW was? <laughs> but now, Joey Styles in her mom's basement and film pretty good. Right, right. Is that, is that what you mean by that? Because if you mean anything less than that, then you don't really understand what you're even saying when you make those statements. And when I talk about AEW being wrestling driven, what's the most number one over thing on AEW right now? Tony Storm silent films 
And you should know and understand that you are a suicidal blonde too that could fit in and be her adversary or be another character on the same side as her actress-wise, and that's how you get over. But you really don't understand storytelling because you haven't had the acting training. You don't. You haven't had uh, the the stories to learn how to tell them the right way. You know, you're definitely have money written on you as the side piece eye candy in the short skirt and i'm sure you want to do the other things but all those other things were a rib when she was inside the bubble on her bro it wasn't to tell a great story it was it was to fucking pop the boys in the back and make them laugh yeah i don't know what somebody done lied to her um yeah dude somebody you know and she is being fed what she wants to hear or hearing what she wants to hear. Um, this, that whole total package of Rusev and Lana, um, when she ditched the Russian accent or didn't have it or whatever the hell happened, like she is just somebody that reminds me in spite of all her God-given gifts, which is mainly, you know, her appearance and sure. her sex appeal. Um, she just refuses to 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 get to to highlight what is good about her what what brings her to the dance and what makes her a a, a valuable asset i want to be a wrestler why why you're making money standing there being hot and now you want to go have shitty matches and learn on the fly and get critiqued that way and take bumps and get hurt we have enough you know shitty female wrestlers we don't need another one we don't need you know they there's there's a there's a there's a, a, a trend of uh, females from that didn't grow up watching wrestling or didn't know wrestling. They get into wrestling, they fall in love with the wrestler, and then all of a sudden they become inundated with all this information, and they want to. This is a great uh, point. Yeah. Right. They want to. They want to. They want to talk the talk, walk the walk. They because I'm married to so and so, or I'm with so and so, and this is my life now. And um, and then it, but but what it comes out as is this nonsense. Yeah. You want to be the modern day Paul? H- so her like I, she's watching, she's thinking like Paul H- Bloodline Paul Heyman. That's what yeah. I'm gonna be that with no concept of what the fuck you're saying. Why you that? Why about? Paul Heyman Bloodline is even reasonably important is because of the 20 years of backstory that you don't even realize or neglect. But what you said about being in the bubble and being brought in as a spokesmodel, bikini model, really, this is the Johnny Ace. Let's get some poon for the boys and myself here. And then those girls get their hooks into a fucking worker who's a top guy and they fucking get you to propose in the ring. <laughs> and then he leaves you, uh, you know, not long after that. Right. Like, but, but in th- there's plenty of girls. And then once they're in there with a top guy who's been making money, they know all the vernacular, they know all that, but that's, it, it's very short sighted in, in what, how the game greater game is played. And when these types of things are said, it definitely exposes that. It's very telling. And I, I I mean, I know I, I was told by, I told you this, but like a, a, a a former diva who wanted to come back to wrestling um, outside of WWE and started training at MCW. She was like, I, before I retire, Timmy, I want to have a five-star match. And my head almost fell off again <laughs> because I'm going, what the, f- why, the 
yeah. are you talking about? You're First already you're made. Thinking, you're already made. And, and you're saying things you don't even realize what you're saying. Like you don't even under, you don't even know what it is. Um, it, it's, it's mind boggling. It's like, I see it as there, there's, um, yeah, there's a real, uh, a want to, to, to be like, well, I've always been here and I've always loved wrestling. It's been in my blood and I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's that, 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 uh, well, think movie. about what was it like eight years ago? I love this business. I love this business. I love this bit. Like that was just like the mantra of everyone in the bubble, dude. And then they get stomped out by it, and they're fucking depressed in their bed for ninety days. And you're like, oh, you? I thought you loved it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, it's maddening, and 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 I just think that <clears throat> she may be trying to. Maybe I don't know if she's trying to kind of uh, appease to the AEW fan base or even, you know, have Tony Khan go, oh, man, she's she's she knows her stuff. But like sometimes <laughs> when we talk so much, we expose ourselves. Absolutely. And, and then they don't have the balls to do what they should do is which is go back in the character, even though they've broken out of it. Why? Be, oh, I don't know. We're only in a proxy war uh, in Ukraine with Russia, and you guys don't want to do the Russian character. Well, he's Romanian. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, then, 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 then get me a Russian. Then fucking. Then we won't use him, and uh, you do this. Like, here's your chance to do something big that will put you on the fucking map, and we can make an American hero. No, okay. Instead, you're the Paul Heyman. You're the whatever you want to be. Yeah. You're, 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 <laughs> And then on Instagram, they're mowing the lawn in their underwear for fucking TikTok likes and shit. You're just like, okay, okay. Yeah. It, it's it, what is it? It's it's better to uh, stay silent and be thought a fool than to speak and uh, be known. Be yeah, something. Like I would that. say, uh, Rip Rogers, shut the fuck up and shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. There it, is. there it is. I you know, but who's gonna say that when uh when you're your husband's hero. <laughs> I guess. Hopefully he'd say it sometimes. Um, <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer wants to see more depth from the LA Knight character. Bully Ray commented on Busted Open. He said, where's the depth, LA Knight? Other than the Timberlands, jeans, cool vest, cool glasses, great look, handsome man. Yeah, that's all great. And that's all the tip of the iceberg. If you really want people to be invested in LA Knight, we need to know what lies beneath. Uh, I know what lies beneath Cody Rhodes. It's the Rhodes name, the finishing the story not only for himself, but his father and his family. Um, there's more that LA Knight fans can get into, like a Stone Cold. I just think the WWE knows uh, they have to keep LA Knight compartmentalized until the Cody story ends. Uh, coming out of Survivor Series, you don't want to be a bigger star than Cody. I disagree. We want to make everybody a big star, and that's what drives the other guy in competition to outdo the other dude. Now we write it, uh, you know, maybe at a sub-level of – what our main storyline is but i want everybody to shine to their fullest uh but i, I like uh, what he's saying here with the backstory need i think it's very important for every performer at a high level to understand even if it's invented the small details of what their backstory is and why they are who they are and and all that shit so is there a backstory that i don't want to do i was a fan and this is my dream 
but why he talks like rock and stone cold that we can quantify it that way was he left alone where his dad was a trucker and was left on friday nights to watch smackdown in his teen years you know what i mean i don't whatever it was like or is there something else i mean what is a guy who calls himself la night and represents la while wearing Timberlands, which is a very New York thing to do, and fucking uh, uh, a leather vest, which is a weird Stone Cold half biker thing. Is he a biker? What John does he Lennon do? Glasses. John Lennon glasses. Like, well, where does he hang out? What is, uh, you know, I don't supposed know to interest like us that. and connect with him, right? Like, what, what do you make him into? I don't know anybody that looks like that guy. Nobody dresses that way. Um, is that is that, I here here's here's what I think. I don't I think they don't know what they have with them, and because it's not because it was organic in a lot of ways, um, they're more willing to kind of push it out to sea and see what happens. You know, give them that match with Roman, sink or swim, whatever. Uh, this could, um, I heard what Stevie said about sometimes it's better to push them through quick than take your time and cultivate. That, that seems very valid to me. Also, I think like at the end of the day, it's like this guy's over now. But and they're saying, put, Stevie's saying now. push him through quick because Cody's the bigger story. So we're going to push him through quick just to get him through to go see. We pushed him and he couldn't get over how we wanted him to, right? Like the, he'll just be a stepping stone for Roman until they pay it off. So they'll get him there and then be like, hey, what's he bitching about? He went from maximum male models to facing the champ. He shouldn't be bitching, which they're not wrong, but there's more behind that politically to push a guy through like that just to – and you can't cut his throat outright, so grind him up quick and get him through. And man, like, is there is there a lot beyond the the catchphrases? Um, is the work there? I don't I don't know. Um, I see a mismatch of a bunch of different like uh, wrestlers and his style and his his like I, I, I don't know as a grown. A grown adult, the catchphrase doesn't really do it for me um, anymore. Like, and it seems like the business has started to really fall back on those things again. You know, I, I don't know when the catchphrase catchphrase has probably started to come around. What in the fifty? Well, uh, with with sitcoms and stuff, I'd imagine, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then wrestling followed suit. I just sure. And then. The late 90s, because it was a merchandise machine, everybody had a catchphrase. Yeah, and, did, I, did I do that or whatever? You know, whatever the fuck. And, um, you know, the the <clears throat> the culture seemed to kind of, if you weren't over, you didn't get a catchphrase. Uh, now it seems like that first segment on Dynamite, or the first 30 minutes, rather, the, the back end of it was six guys. Just it was brutal. It was in. brutal, bro. Brutal shoehorning in their their catchphrases to get the little sing-along and it was so not only that they had a match and then made two matches on the back end of that that stooge off one is three days away but we're going to make a match that depends on that a week later so let's that's give away the finish of what we're making right now bro and it was unbelievably bad yeah you need like a genetic uh yeah how they call it the golden state killer you need that kind of chart <laughs> to find out to figure out who mjf is is working next week so the 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 thought that um that it's it's 
it's uh what the hell are we talking about my brain just went dead um we're talking about la night and LA Knight. So the, yeah so the thought that i you know i think a lot of the a lot of management a lot of the guys are probably like look this like there's not much there we don't have much depth here this may be a shallow so this, what is the backstory for him if it's not a backstory, then what is the future story of that not just plays into what he's doing in the ring, but how do we see him perceived on a MTV Cribs or like this is his motorcycle or he enjoys boating and fishing. I don't know, whatever the fuck. Like, like something that we can connect to him that just because looking at him, you don't know what he is. Like you could easily go, okay, biker. Or if his, if the whole thing is LA night, if he's should is he out at the clubs la nights that's a little weird because he's pushing 40 something 40 deuce right maybe and fucking he's out trying to pull 19 year old trap out of the club like what the fuck is going on so right like where do we where do we go with it based on eli drake was a way better name uh and fucking than la night was but now he here's where i guess here's what i would try and do is and we'd have to pay some somebody pretty good money, but do yeah, the Travis Kel- Travis the Tra- Travis Kelsey gimmick with fucking what's her name? Uh, fucking uh, oh the the Taylor Swift shit. He oh. needs a, he needs a date. Well, he needs he needs a date a famous chick like in Hollywood. If we're gonna get that over, that's like what the backstory shit is, you know? Yeah, that's that's actually that's. That's pretty smart. Uh, that's, and this is a problem. This is a problem. You look at Stone Cold Steve Austin backstories, Texas redneck, ass kicker, beer drinker. Take this job and take this job and shove it. That's, his, that's, that's his whole fucking thing, right? The Rock is Miami kind of, you know, in the club, you know, former second generation, yada, 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 smart mouth, smart ass. Yeah. Can't fucking, you can't one up him. Undertaker's a dead man. Triple H, um, to be honest, for a while, when he was turning uh, into the game, there was it, it. It took a long time, like, to figure out what that was about. In, in my opinion, uh, like yeah. it was cool, I, I could, guess. But like, but sorry, he had a, could you get yeah. could you get him to? <laughs> I mean, all that relationship between Kelsey and Taylor Swift's all bullshit PR people anyway. Don't and I don't know if they'd want to lower themselves to wrestling, but LA Knight should get a photo op where he hits on Taylor Swift. And you start it that way, and you have your refrigerator Perry Bam Bam Bigelow match with Travis Kelsey and LA Knight. Hey man, and Taylor, I just, and Taylor Swift's at WrestleMania. She ain't gonna do that, man. I just went to see the Martin Scorsese movie, and at the most quiet, tense, just you, you just so under the this under the surface, beautifully acted tension. You hear Taylor Swift blaring in the in the theater next. <laughs> oh, four hours right, right. um so i don't think there's no way in hell taylor swift is ever going to do pro well dude who's got the company now not vince with does endeavor ari manages robert de niro the rock i i don't he may manage taylor swift to be honest with you i i can't remember who i saw on that on the list of his clients but she might have been on there, and I and we're talking the biggest of the big, bro, the highest paid man in Hollywood, the, the biggest actors of all time. Like, 
these are the fucking people within okay. one phone call. You can get her people on the phone. And she opens WrestleMania, bro, like under WrestleMania 40. She's like not, not a 36 or a 36. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know if I say those things, it makes it mean more. And if I just say it like this, that's, and then you got to <laughs> believe me when I do this take, <laughs> uh, you know, like, <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the, they're major sponsored by Pfizer and all that shit now, but who knows? Because, uh, UFC just brought Bud Light back in. You want to talk about how do we repair this brand that we put uh, the most controversial D- Dylan Mulvaney, uh, you know, on there, right? Or whatever it was, uh, trans gimmick and ruin our brand. Back to UFC. Let's k- have some testosterone kicking the shit out of each other. But I thought you guys were woke. <laughs> so, no. the, yeah. So the price is right, bro. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, look, I, 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 I hear you, and I, I'm telling you, I think it's, I think it's a, a solid idea. I don't know, though. At the end of the day, again, it's a problem that there is no backstory, and you don't know what LA Knight is, and his, his. I'm sure, like, what's, what, what's he about? Well, he's about wrestling. Well, okay, but come on, um, that's, that's going to be an issue, and it's going to be something his detractors hold against him. But yeah, go ahead. You're, and you're you got Grayson Grayson Waller who tried to get heat and like the Swifty Krug went against him, like said some called her a six or whatever. Oh, really? So, so you have her have heat with him. L.A. Knight comes into Charmer. She's charmed. Kelsey sees that. She eventually gets a slap on Grayson Waller, so he shows ass. But then the two big fucking big alphas mix it up. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just trying to think to answer what can we do with what Bully Ray is saying to show more depth. Well, if this guy's a top guy and he's L.A. and we want to make him a fake movie star, then we got to put him in with other top fucking names that way. And they have. Yeah. They just put him in with The Rock and Cena. So they gave him the rub that way. Why not keep it going with big, big names? Uh, Again, <clears throat> what... Is is there anything beyond the the catchphrases and the, uh, uh you know, could be could be a, a problem. But the people uh, people are there, and 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 I think that fast track is 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 serving two purposes. I think, um, on one hand, it it, it kind of appeases. Uh, see, we're giving him something, and we're and we're and we're seeing how he does in there with the the top guy. But it also, it also kind of, it also t- shows that like, okay, well we tried, and and if there's not much uh, meat on the bones, we can move on, and and the people and the people can move on, and they've pop- yeah. and what they've done is they've they've been able to get some value out of him now while he's hot, because they don't know any year if he'll be hot, and you can say, well that's up to them partially, a big part of it, but sure. it's it's also the people have decided that they love him now. Will they shortly? Not if we don't have anything uh, great for right. him to, to be in. No. Right. Um, two stories uh, left uh, on here. We'll do the, the first one uh, <laughs> as it relates to the second. John Moxley uh, says maintaining his sobriety has been fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking hard. It's not the same hell as before. 
but it's a completely different challenge every single day where you don't know uh, the direction it might go in. I would love to give you like a positive self-help book type answer or something about fucking sunshine and rainbows and fairies and shit, but that's really not the reality. It's been good on the whole. It's been good. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, but you know, you'll pay for it on the other side, your choices you make in life. My daughter gives me a motivation because you have to stand, you have a standard to live up to whatever I do, whatever choices I make, she's going to see that or see that eventually as she gets older without Renee, I couldn't even tell you what my life would have ended up like. It's probably the most fortunate thing to ever happen. God knows I could be fucking buried in the desert in Vegas right now. Wow. I wonder who we pissed off in Vegas. Vegas. I don't know. I, let's, uh, let's find that story out, uh, brother. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I don't know if he's, california sober or if he's completely off everything or whatever you know like i say smiz to your fucking heart's content bro if it keeps you off pills and alcohol dude because i've watched people on all of them and when they're especially pills and alcohol combined you can wake up dead quick but really people have no idea what they're doing sometimes when they're under the influence of those things and the next day you have to remind them of the complete psycho that you had to hold them down so they didn't break somebody's nose in the parking lot of diamonds that just got surgically repaired <laughs> ah. <laughs> you remember that night and, uh, i was like you know. is he talking about me is he talking about me is he talking about- <laughs> <laughs> no but i had to jump on him and hold him down that night because he fucking you know thankfully i got 120 pounds on him but fucking he was going off, bro, and then it's it's that those types of concoctions. So stick to the Smiths, Briz, and uh, be cool. Like uh, I know it's yeah. it's tough, but uh, and nobody knows more than my co-host. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to out you on whatever, but you've been fairly uh, forthcoming with uh, your your battle of what goes forward and whether it's the you know, call to pain that your fucking antimantium skeleton demands, uh, or, or just being, uh, in this, uh, Island of misfit toys, man. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to a lot of this. Totally. I, you know, it's, um, the pills, the booze, the, all that. I wouldn't recommend it. You don't have yeah. to do it. Uh, it's the best way to not find out if you are an addict or alcoholic or get hooked is to just not do it. Um, but you know, that's, that's, that's in a perfect world. It's man, you know, he, he's, he's, he's readjusting. It sounds like it takes a long time to get your brain settled. Lord knows. And, 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 you know, uh, there's, there's people that do it on their own and through family and there's people that program up or 12 steps or whether it's cognitive behavioral, uh, whatever. Um, and I, 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 you know, I tip my hat to anybody trying to get Weren't they out. having like a, a 12 step or, uh, or just uh meeting like before some shows, I think there was some people who were, really? yeah, I think they had like a bunch of people who were in recovery or trying to do whatever. And I think before shows, they did actually have a, a small group of their own that was getting together. I'm not sure if that's the way it goes now or not, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be careful just cause you don't want, man, it, I don't know. I'd be reluctant. It's, it's anonymous. So you want to be reluctant about work. I, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Teach their own. I mean, who am I? Fucking yeah. But it might I, not I mean, be, it might not be AA. It might just be like, Hey, we're, it's our sobriety sure. group. You know what I mean? Sure. And, 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 you know, it's like, uh, <clears throat> he, there's, there's nothing, um, 
there's it's that adjustment period. And when you say like the the <clears throat> the things that you see of especially with pills and booze of outbursts that are blacked out or brown out as sometimes they call it where you bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, not when you shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen too. <laughs> That's another That's a fun crap. side effect. Yeah. Um, but the the uh that that effect is really scary. But what's even more scary is the actual slow change of personality mm. and more and, and and the moral compass evaporating mm. or changing uh, uh direction and um <clears throat> the thing about addiction alcoholism is any nevers you have i'll never do this i would never suck a dick i would mm. never do that you know i would never yeah. do crack i would never keep going and those that never list will get shorter and shorter sure, yeah, and shorter yeah. and shorter and <clears throat> that's just that that's the disease and that's the beast and mm. um I, again i you know Anybody going through it, uh, ooh, heart goes out to them. And anybody trying to get out of it, big ups and, and, and keep fighting. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, good for him. And, and it and, wasn't easy, especially <laughs> work-wise. Like, not that he was directly involved with any of the Jungle Boy, Young Bucks, and punk shit. But he wanted this guy just wanted to go on vacation, bro. And he needs six more weeks of having to be the main event and do this and get color and then that. And you're just like, that, that's enough to like when you're trying not to, you know, fall off the wagon, like that's enough to knock you off. No uh, strong wind comes along, you know. So that, yeah, I hope I hope he keeps it on lockdown, you know, for his family and his kids and his own sanity. But, you know, even me with my uh, I'm, a, I'm a Smith guy, you know, that 100 percent. Everybody does cannabis is my shiz. And uh, that really puts since teenage years uh, that dope hat on top of my psychopathic snap side, which makes me very sharp. New York, da, 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 da. Because otherwise, I would make bad decisions based on that. Get way too emotional, way too quick, and not see mm. things with a more logical eye. Or uh, what are the other possibilities? And just snap to judgment. And if I didn't self-medicate that same way, I probably <laughs> would have made some even worse decisions than I made in my life. You know? Yeah, I I hear that, and I think. Um... I think when I hear like what Moxley said too, it, it's funny when you when you're when you're sick and you're in active addiction and alcoholism, and then you get some space between you and it, and you get um, some recovery. It's like you start to notice the sickness around you, and so, and sometimes in others. And it's not mm -hmm. necessarily just some people aren't addicts and alcoholics, and they're just sick. Like I can picture Moxley sitting back and looking at like the things with Bucks and the things with Punk. And going like, what the fuck is this? And they're saying those guys are straight edge. Those guys are straight, like, I, what? This is these guys. Like, I don't want to deal yeah. with this shit. Yeah. Like, none of those guys party. Right. So, like, I guarantee there was a piece of that, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's difficult to relearn to live your life just sitting around at home mm -hmm. forget about yeah. if you're on the road traveling and if you're in different town because 
sometimes nobody's looking, and that's when it matters. That's when the rubber meets oh, the and, road. Oh, and yeah. usually when you're fighting it, that's when your fans will come up and be like, hey, I got mm-hmm. this for you, and they're giving it to you because they know. Or mm-hmm. any promoter that just wants to use you and get around that way as well. So Yep. Because they think they know they know that's how they're going to get close to you. I do, um, I love, Frank, I don't love you. I love your pickle barreled ass. <laughs> Our final uh, story of the day comes from more drug filled uh, testimonies from from addicts. But former WWE WWE star, yeah, you're on. Former WWE star claims that Hulk Hogan, brother, uh, had a gumball machine filled <laughs> with drugs. Uh, according uh, to an interview with Steve Fall for WrestlingNews.co, Marty Janetti talked about hanging with the Hulkster. He said, loved him. He's a great, great guy. He would throw parties. And my God, those parties he would throw, uh, he'd invite everybody. But for the Florida boys, which I was at the time, he would have, we'd go out on a three-level ship because he lived in Tampa Bay. He'd invite us all. Uh, food, when he asked uh, to describe a Hogan party, he says, I'm not going to say the drugs part, but food, drinks, when I say drinks, you know what I'm talking about. No. Uh, one time, don't get mad. I'm sorry, brother. Just once he had, when you walked in the front door, you know, those gumball machines, you just turn it. It was mixing drugs. You'd turn it and you take whatever comes out. You can go back to the gumball machine. But when you walk in, it was right there. When you walk in the front door and just turn it two, three, four, five pills would just fall out. So, you know, next to oh, home, the most reliable source in wrestling. The Marty, yeah, we have that, like, absolutely, uh, you know. So a lot of contradictory, uh, the, right? The, one of the least reliable sources, however. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean he, uh, like, who knows? Uh, no, please. I was just saying, he says, like, hey, brother, like, if you were a Florida guy, uh, he took you uh, the uh, three court, you know, he took you, uh, but it was right by the door. Like there's no, did he say, he said, if you're a Florida guy, like it was kind of kayfabe that this thing was here or like, I'm, I'm I think confused. he was saying, if you're a Florida guy, you know about Hogan's parties. Uh, like okay. he was party on the boat, but then when they party at the mansion right there by the front door was the fucking gimmick gumball machine. You know, So we're talking before the kids May probably probably before I mean maybe maybe uh but but probably yeah I gotta believe it was Florida guys 85 to fucking 90 91 maybe I mean it sounds like Brooke, Brooke I, probably I mean when was Brooke in TNA uh 2010 was that yeah so she had to probably be about 22 then so she was probably born in 88 so who knows that probably was what got rid of it like once brooke was born like the brother the gumball machine with the gimmicks has got to go daddy (laughs) can't have it around the kids they're gonna think it's gum i can't have it drop it Mm -hmm. off at knobs yeah yeah (laughs) get over here and get this gumball machine filled with the house (laughs) and that's the other thing too like i could admit you know it, it if you're hulk hogan in the 80s or any celebrity in the 80s yeah. and having a party or a big themed party, I could definitely, like, that's something that wouldn't shock me. And probably, you know, half the battle, half of the shit just to pass the time is popping each other. And there yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, as much as, uh, I, I think there's probably some, some sand to it, some credence, but uh, I, I just don't see him having the kids and then having 
Uncle Marty, yeah, <laughs> on on in a soma coma. Marty, hey, Marty, take these quaaludes out on Marty, take these quaaludes out on Thunder in Paradise with Jimmy Hart and dump them over the side into the bay. <laughs> Come on, brother, do me a solid. Do me a solid. <laughs> no, no, don't dump Jimmy. Dump the drugs. <laughs> Just, just jump to the ludes, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I have heartedly believe it. Who knows? Or it could have just been a gumball machine, and they were they had drugs there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's a nice '80s visual. Like I just picture the movie blowing my head, like the the Hogan party version. You know what I mean? And right. there's fucking guys coming in with a fucking got their hand underneath it, like little kids fucking. Putting back a six pack gimmick, and man. Zubas and fanny yeah, packs. exactly. Like uh, Davy Boy and all the homies are there. You're like, what the fuck, bro? Um, but who knows? Maybe none of that's real because the source is Marty Janetti. <laughs> yeah. But either way, uh, I think it was a, a funny and fun way to wrap things up. Uh, you know, y'all, uh, man. Uh, they they did it. They did it real big in the '80s, and uh, <laughs> and didn't ask for uh, permission or forgiveness. Mm. Really. <laughs> oh, uh, but y'all, yeah, man. That's forty-five, man. Yeah, oh. dude. Some of them didn't, man. That's for sure, dude. They, they fucking. Wrote it real hard, dude, and there's it comes with a cost with all that type of shit. So hopefully tonight, if you guys are partying up, make sure you're using a ride share. Don't be out there driving and uh, don't do anything too crazy in excess. Uh, cider season, sucking down all those hard ciders. I know you are. So, uh, Timmy, what do you got going on, man? Uh, as we approach Halloween, pal. God damn. Uh, Halloween. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing much. Just next month. Got a. Uh... Uh, November the 11th, MCW, as well as November the 18th. Um, you can go to mcwprowrestling.com for more information. Uh, I, I and, do yeah. have November 18th with Heath Slater at Immortal Championship Wrestling. Oh, wow. Okay, cool, man. That would be <laughs> great. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't drink and drive on Halloween, y'all. Don't drink and drive ever. Don't. Yeah. Not on yeah, not on Halloween at all. But uh, go moderately on the candy. I, I, that that was a note for me, just to myself. <laughs> that was for you guys. <laughs> Once I start, I can't stop. Uh, but yeah, well, it's just going to be nonstop cannabis all weekend. Excited to have signed uh, the lease on our place and start doing a little uh, cleanup work and modification. And almost can see the starting line, man. Uh, still not out of the woods yet, but. Uh, it's nice to be able to, to have this next chapter to move on into, man. And and thanks to everybody. Like I said, a big homecoming this week at HMG of uh, some of your favorite hosts, you guys, and absolutely hear the same on the Friday locker room with Timmy Baltimore joining us today. Again, people always pumped to see it, Timmy, and hear what you got to say about this crazily wrestling world. So y'all are infidels. You know where it is. Channelattitude.com. Hacker Hameen. Timmy Baltimore. If you're not Caucasian, uh, then get vaccinated.